down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this extra spicy, crazy, possibly wacky episode 111, all the ones. Episode 11. In fact, it's point one of episode 11. And I am joined by the intrepid, the two-time, let me say it again, two-time LVO and ITC champion, Mr. Binary himself, Richard the Man Siegler. How are you doing, brother? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing wonderful, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. I have been hyped about this faction for a long time because they basically look like StarCraft Terran Marines, and I'm a huge Terran fan. Huge Terran. So yeah. I'm a, I, I was a Terran in original StarCraft as well. So. It's a man's race. I'm proud of you, Adam. Hey, thank you. Thank we you. we got to throw down one time. <laughs> uh, in original StarCraft, sure. In StarCraft 2, uh, I am not up to Whichever speed. one. I am yeah, not I can up do to both. Speed. Do some Brood Wars. That'll be fun. Um, Hell yeah. But what what faction is that, mate? You, 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 what will we be here discussing? What could possibly have come out recently that would need to be reviewed? The Leagues of Votan. These are the Space Dwarves. These guys look incredible. They're kind of, you know, thrown together your typical dwarf aesthetic with high, um, you know, high science fiction mm. and some steampunk in there. Oh man, they look amazing. And this is going to be a very interesting review. Some people have called this called this faction the Iron Hands of Ninth Edition. They're coming, coming, being released around about the same times that the second Space Marine Codex got released, and everything got really funky. Or I could swear about what happened to 8th edition after that book came out. And people are possibly skies falling about this one. We are here to give you the full rundown, full unpack of this codex. This will be first half. It'll be over two weeks, getting about an hour and a half of content of each one. For those who do not know what Art of War Down Under does, we are a view-based podcast. We review new stuff for the game of Warhammer 40k, looking at it through the lens of a competitive player, because of course we are on the competitive 40k network. We are part of Art of War. And so yeah, if you want to know what is going on with the Leagues of Votan, strap yourselves in. We will have a complete comprehensive review of the first half of this codex, everything from the detachment abilities, the leagues, all the way, th- and, and the build-your-own-leagues, through to the stratagems this week. Next week, we'll have the remainder, including the data sheets, the relics, wallet traits, all that good stuff, judgment tokens, how they work. Um, but Richard, anything you would like to plug, anything you would like to say before we get started? Oh yeah, uh, so I am, along with Mr. Adam, part of the Art Award team. We have a wonderful community uh, that we call the War Room, and this is a large Discord community, plus a ton of private content. We've got coaching matches, we've got clinics, analyses, we've got new master classes that are coming for every faction, uh, starting with uh, my favorite, the AdMech. So if you're eager for any advanced content, if you want to become a master of your faction, Come on, uh, try it out. Check out the artofwar40k.com slash learn more, and it'll give you all the details, including a 50% out discount code for your first month, which uh, hopefully you take advantage of. Absolutely. I can't think of anywhere better to be when the game gets possibly very polarized by a single faction, as it may be right now, as it may have been throughout a lot of Ninth Edition, than to be in the Shark Tank, in the Think Tank with Art of War and uh, working out what you can do to close whatever gaps there may be or how to lean in if you want to lean in and play uh, with the spicy space wars yourselves. But if you want the second part of this podcast in particular, please go over to the artofwar40k.com or Art of War Down Under on Patreon and jump in. Uh, the lovely patrons of my show and the listeners and the war members have submitted a venerable slew of questions for us for me and richard which we'll be recording later today and 
we've got, I think it's about 40 questions. A lot of them are asking the same thing, but if you want to take part in that part of the podcast, get your questions answered or listen into the juicy unpacking of this codex, what they're good into, what they're bad into, what the first press competitive builds look like, and all the other amazing stuff that happens over in the part twos. Please join us over there. But jumping in, my man, Richard, first impressions. When you first cracked this book and you, you'd gone cover to cover for the very first time, what were your impressions? What were your hot takes? This honestly might be the best internally balanced codex that's been released in Ninth edition mm-hmm. because basically everything is viable. Now, some of the leagues aren't as good as other ones, but if you take the baseline league and you compare it to other sub-factions in the game, my gosh, they are outstanding. So even if the top ones get toned down, it's going to be perfectly fine because the other ones have some really good things about them. And uh, on top of that, pretty much every data sheet is viable. There's no real stinker here. I think the Brocan are the kind of the worst of the data sheets. And even then, there's very viable ways to build them. They're reasonably priced. So I expect you to, I expect to see a lot of different lists have a lot of almost all these different units. So that is that is cool. Now the power level is it's it's spicy. All right, this is <laughs> this is an army with a really high uh, skill floor, which means you just baseline show up with some of the data sheets and the rules in this book, and you are going to do well at an event. Mm-hmm. So that it has that going for them. There are some weaknesses to this book, which top players I believe will be able to exploit. Uh, kind of like when Drew Kari came out and they were the hotness everywhere, and everybody was like, "All right, they have a couple few weaknesses that we could try and exploit. Let's just tailor lists that do that." It's possible we're going to see something like that again, and um, you know, hopefully, it's not as bad as uh, people are saying. But the, there's some real power. Like this, this book has amazing rules. Uh, almost everything in here, they've got great stuff. They, I, I okay. I'll ask. I'll ask I'll pose this a question. I'm, I'm assuming by the time by the end of this, everyone will have a very good impression of what I think this book is because I think this book is broke. I think this book is too good, um, and it needs need, it needs toning down, or we're going to be in some serious hot water. Um, is this is the power level of this book above unnerfed um, Drakari and above unnerfed Admech, or is it below? Uh, it's 100% above un, um, unnerfed Admech. Admech, <laughs> the reason that Admech were so powerful is because at the time they were playing against a lot of um, poor armor saves and a lot of T3 they, bodies. They were Admech was perfect yeah. to that. They, they, they loved yeah. the meta at that time. Since the games evolved in the last year, even if we had full Admech, it still wouldn't be as dominating as it was at that point because it was basically Admech's first Drukhari, and I think if you played Admech perfectly, you always beat Drukhari, or at least I do. So um, I, I think it was favorable at that time. This book has amazing rules. Admech has a lot of downsides to their strongest rules. There's like a there's either you have to wait a turn for the Holy Orders to switch into the advanced one and do an action with the character, or um, you know, for some of the other rules like the uh, um, Doctrinas, there's a downside. You know, yeah. one plus one save, you're minus three inch move. Here, there is no downside. There's no downside to pretty much anything in this book. You just get the awesome rule, mm-hmm. and you just get to mm-hmm. run with it. And, and that is a huge difference that's exa- between this and a lot of other books. Dude, spot on. That's exactly what this book is lacking. It's lacking any negatives. It's like, okay, cool. You get to be super offensive, but here's, here's the downside. Oh, you get to be you get to be slow, but here's the here's the upside. Um, it's like there's there's only upside. And people who say this book is slow, I hopefully will, by the end of this, will have you convinced that this is not as slow as it seems. This book is actually not that slow. It may be slow convinced, compared to, like, you know, things like Harlequins, sure. Things like the, the fastest armies in the game, sure. It is still... Like the, f- yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, the, okay. the top armies are really fast. Like, how just Crisis Unit moves 18 inches, you know, yeah. Harlequins, Craftful Dell, they all can move insanely fast. The thing about this book is, if you can get up the board into the middle of the board, 
that's pretty much just where you need that's to be anyway. To be. So the, only, you yeah. need to get to the middle. If you get move blocked in your deployment zone, you're going to struggle with this army. But that is why the bikes are an amazing tool, which we'll talk about when we get there. Like the game of 40k is won and lost exactly 12 to 18 inches outside your deployment zone. Um, generally speaking, you you, uh, you could say that is pretty ubiquitous. Like 80% of games you will play, it's won or lost in the bandwidth of somewhere between 12 and 18 inches outside your deployment zone is where the points are scored, the points are lost, the primary is won, the primary is lost. And that's all you need to get to. If you get if you get to there efficiently enough, you're fine. Uh, but next question on the balance of this book. So we've had two aberrant lists that we say have, have been pretty dominant and oppressive in the meta. That would be Light Harlequins upon release with the Void Weavers and the Freebooters Oops or Buggies list with the two Wasp Bombs or whatever. Are they stronger than those? Um, I mean, I think so. I, I think this list would just be like <laughs> the Orc list and just gets evaporated in a second well, so if you go first. Orc list goes uh. first and possibly does the same thing. But the thing is, I think this would have... Possibly, theoretically, it can go first and pick up two land fortresses, right? Yeah, with all, it could. With all the scrapjets and all and the was bombs, theoretically. I mean, this is all theoretical, right? Theoretically, it could, but man, the defensive bonuses on these guys are these well, things are talking. See, that's the thing. The freebooters could only win going first. I think the I think the squats could win going second. Yeah, I, I've yeah. gone second. I went second in multiple games against that list, and I, I still beat that orc list. So it wasn't and impossible. It was just very hard. If you want to talk about how badly Votan would do over the Void Weavers, oh, forced to hit with no rerolls, well, a four to hit auto wounds ignores involves and you're dead. <laughs> it's actually kind of ridiculous what this list would it, do. Even better than that, it's the amount of mortals that this army puts uh, out. And that in addition. There's so basically there's... three strats for one CP each where you can just be like, cool, I'm going to on average do about 14 mortals to you, though it could be 16. Mm -hmm. This is the best, most complete, well-rounded, deep, and powerful book we've seen for this edition so far. And that, I don't even believe that's a hot take. That's like lukewarm. That's just like... It, we have to. It, it could be by the end of this review, we're talking about where this book stands in the gamut of the best codexes the game has ever made. It, it, we, it, that's where we could be by the end of this review. So just to put that in context, that was our five-minute get ready, sit down, and be prepared to hear some crazy crap because this is just going to go nuts from here. We're going to start this review off with the detachment abilities. There's a couple of TLDRs here that I'm going to let, let Richard lead us through. The detachment abilities and the leagues, the, the little run-up. Is there anything here that is above and beyond what we usually see? You can only take one Carl you know, per detachment, a la one captain, one you know, commander for, for tower per detachment. Anything apart, out of the ordinary in those two pages? Nothing out of the ordinary. The other thing to note is that it's the single data sheet of uh, tr basic troops. Um, those are called the Hearthkin Warriors and uh, the Heronkin Pioneers. Those are the bikes. Mm -hmm. Both of those data sheets get access to OBSEC in this army. There is a warlord trait to give it out, but otherwise there's not a ton of OBSEC in the army. But their bikes do get it as standard, which is a big deal. It's a exactly. Big deal. So I, basic infantry and the bikes. I love the bikes. I think the bikes are actually phenomenal. So very good to see there. So we're ju jumping straight in, though. We're going to be jumping straight into the leagues. Now, how it usually goes, we usually go tit for tat, reading out different rules, like I'll read our strategy and we'll discuss it. Richard, read our strategy and we'll discuss it. With something like a league, which is like a chapter, um, we'll read out the full package and then we're going to unpack it. This is the first of these. This is the Greater Thurian League. What you get for this is the league custom, which is ruthless efficiency. Models with this custom, excluding COG models, COG models, count as two models when determining the control of an objective marker, or five models if they have a wounds characteristic or ten or more. Each time a unit with this custom is selected to shoot or fight, you can reroll a hit roll or one rune roll when making that unit's attack. So the better the better version of one hit or one wound. Or you don't get both, but you get to choose which one. Then they have an ancestral 
judgment rule. This is kind of the, the, the baby chapter tactic, but I think this is the best part of this one. Um, each time a model, excluding a cog model, with this custom makes an attack against a target that has one or more judgment tokens, the enemy unit is considered to have one more judgment token than it actually has, to a maximum of three, when determining what bonuses apply to the attacking model's attacks. So that's essentially the package you get for just being this league. Now, of course, you get your Waller trait, you get your strat, you get your relic, and they are as thus the Waller trait. Um, while this wallet is on the battlefield, each time you spend a command point to use a stratagem, you can roll a d6. On a 5+, plus, it is refunded. And the stratagem is a 1cp strat. It's called Appraising Glare. You use stratagem when a Greater Thurian League Karl model from your army uses its Groom Efficiency ability. The selected enemy unit gains one additional judgment token. That, that means, it, essentially, that ability is you look at a unit. If that, I, can't, I don't even know if you have to see it, but once per turn... Um, in the command phase, the Carl can put a place of judgment token for you. And essentially, one CP, you'd place two. And then the relic is Corvix Curious. And bear with me. If, you, if you've listened to my show, you know my pronunciation, enunciation can get very spicy at times. Greater Thurian League model only. The bearer is a 4 plus invulnerable save. And each time the attack is allocated to the bearer, the armor set penetration characteristic of that attack is reduced by one to a minimum of zero. And it is culminative with the bonus given by Void Armor. All right, my man. Hand pass, hot take, Greater Thurian League. How's, the, how's that package doing for you? I mean, this is the full package. <laughs> it is. Everything is amazing here. Literally everything. It is. Every single aspect of this. You count as more models on objectives. You see how powerful this is with Imperial Knights, with their Armagers, or Chaos Knights with theirs. Um, you see it with, um, you know, just any of the basic units counting as two models and on, like, the bikes. Counting as two models and OPSEC on those means it's very easy to contest objectives. All of a Absolutely. sudden, three bikes are now six models with OPSEC. Amazing. It's huge. Um, and then you get the efficiency of the extra rerolls. There's some really powerful single-shot weapons in this uh, book, and they love having access to rerolls. And then the Ancestral Judgment is just absurd combined with the strat. Raider Thurian League is the one where it's very easy to get the three Judgment Tokens. And yeah. if you have three Judgment Tokens, that means fours to hit are um, auto-wound, and the auto-wound counts as a six. And there's a lot of abilities in this book where if you roll a six to wound you get to do something really special. And so with Judgment Tokens, it's so easy to proc those abilities. Getting to have three Judgment Tokens procking on fours, it's just absolutely well, powerful. Appraising Glare might as well say it counts as three, right? Once it mean, counts as, well. as three. Because that's exactly, if, you're playing, if you're playing that using that, you are mono Great Ethereum, and you've just got one CP count as three uh, Judgment Tokens, which means you auto-wound on a four to hit. Uh, which counts as a six. It's almost like they learned nothing from Halo Doom. Just put it out there. I'm salty. They learned nothing from Halo Doom. They're like, this well, wasn't that's, powerful that's the enough. Thing, that, this book was certainly written around... I think it was written around the same time as all those yeah. other books, like Tyranids, Craft Worlds. So well, I, that's why its power is similar to those books. Mm, it's absolute. This this is the complete league. This is the poster boy league. This is the Ultramarine. I'm using, you know, quotation mark bunny ears right now, quotation yeah. marks. This is the Ultramarines then. They're the poster boys. So expect them to be well-rounded. And my God, do they look good. Like, you, you cannot go wrong playing this one. Um, what's nope. the next, mate? So the next one is the Trans-Hyperion Alliance. Also, by the way, you stole the first one from me. Okay? I- you knew the Greater Thurian League was good, <laughs> and you took it first. Alright? So now I get I get the less, <laughs> the less good ones. Uh, uh, for a little bit. All right, so here we go. I'll get one of the other good ones. You will get so, yeah. Trans-Hyperion Alliance. This is kind of their nomadic league. Um, their trait, their league custom, is called the Honor of the Ancestors. And each time model with this custom makes an attack, if that model's unit is below its starting strength, you add one to the hit roll, which that's just not going to come up too often where it's super valuable. It's below starting strength, so it's not below half strength, which would have mean it's a useless rule. Mm-hmm. But below starting strength, it means if they chip your units, 
unfortunately, a lot of the best units here are going to be single model units, so yeah. this isn't going to come up yeah. too often. Each time a model with this custom makes an attack on an unmodified wound roll of six, the armor penetration characteristic is improved by one. Not bad, um, but frankly, and obviously, so like judgment tokens, they count as sixes to wound, so mm -hmm. it would proc this ability. So it's not that, it's, it's pretty useful. Though the AP in general in this book is pretty decent, and there's a better way to get uh, extra AP in my yeah. opinion, more reliable. Ancestral Judgment is each time model with this custom, excluding cog models, which are kind of little helpers that follow around um, the, their equivalent of a tech priest. They, each time the model makes an attack against the target that has one or more judgment tokens, you reroll once to wound. So that's the lieutenant aura. Unfortunately, this goes against judgment tokens, which what? is auto-wounding to hit. Yeah. Uh, oh, or hits all, make you auto-wound, so you don't need to roll the wound. Mm -hmm. This is just one of the worst ancestral judgments, because most of them are pretty decent. Mm. Um, nomadic Strategist, though, is very good. It is their redeploy um, warlord trait, and you get to pick up the three units, and it's not core-locked, so you can just pick things like the Land Fortress. Oh, wow. And that this is very good. If this was a generic warlord trait, you would see it all the time. But because it's locked to this one, you're not going to see it too often. Then one CP Cult of Veneration is um, use the strat in any phase. When a Trans-Siberian Alliance model from your army would lose a wound as a result of mortal wound, you have five up against it. Once again, it can go on anything. Mm. This strat, once again, would be amazing if it could go on any other ones. And this is the reason I was saying that the, they have some of the best sub-factions in the game. Because yeah. if this was any other army in the game... Maybe not in the game, but most armies. It'd be oh, amazing value. The five of Fino Pain, the redeploy strat, all good. And then their relic, if you are running their equivalent of a Psyker, which is the Grimnir, uh, you put this on him, you add one to the wounds characteristic of that um, unit's Corv models, the kind of little helpers. And then uh, while the bearer's unit contains one or more Corv models, you can attempt to deny one additional power in each Psychic phase. Cool. And then while the bearer's unit contains one or more Corv models, you add one to deny the witch tests. Mm. So... This relic is actually quite good if you're taking the Psyker. Yeah. Um, especially as a way to kind of try and deny key powers or prevent things like Warp Ritual from going off if your opponent takes it against you. It's a cool relic. So, like, they have a pretty decent package overall. It just doesn't... Their first two abilities, the Custom yeah. and the Ancestral Judgment, don't fit with the overall theme of the army, which is, I just... I wound you with my hit rolls. It's counterintuitive. It's, it's very counterintuitive. I want as many things as possible to interact with my hit roll, and I don't want anything that interacts with my wound roll, because I'm ignoring that part of the game. Um, if I have to roll, roll a wound roll, it just means I haven't got enough buffs on my hit rolls. <laughs> and like I said, it's not the end of the world because yeah. sixes are going. If if you auto, if you have three judgment tokens, you and you hit on a four plus, it's just going to count as a six, so you get the extra AP. So it's not bad, but once again, it's it's not too necessary on a lot of their mm. weapons. But it's not the worst. Um, what is cool is though uh, when you auto auto hit on the fours with the three judgment tokens or the two on the five yeah it counts as a six right so you'd have an extra ap on that wound roll yeah that's what i'm saying oh sorry it's like it's not yeah. bad yeah. but it's not it's not the end of the world because a lot of their weapons are either high ap or it's kind of unnecessary they don't, they don't struggle for like ap3 ap4 oh especially their combat my god <laughs> so yeah this this is easily the weakest one most because it's counterintuitive to what the army does but like you said man that would be like possibly the best space marine chapter <laughs> if that was the space free chapter yeah seriously below half uh, starting strength you just get a plus so yeah. uh like well, other thing is the the strat Th this army does have a weakness to mortal wounds mm -hmm. it's relatively elite and there's nothing that just wants to soak up a ton of mortals like a tyranid psychic phase is just going to get value if yeah. things are out in the open yeah. so this strat would be amazing if it was generic and it's one of the reasons to think about actually taking this this in the redeploy mm. 
All right, next up is Cronus Hegemony. Uh, lead, lead custom is Battle Prowess. Each time a unit with this custom fights, if it made a charge move, was charged or prompted heroic intervention this turn. When that fight is resolved, add one to the attack characteristic of models in this unit. Each time a model with this custom makes a melee attack, if that model's unit made a charge move, was charged prompted heroic intervention, add one to the attack strength, plus one to strength, plus one attack on the charge. And then again, stressful judgment reads as thus. Each time a model with this custom makes a melee attack against a target that has two or more judgment tokens, the armor penetration characteristic of that attack is proved by one. Oof, okay, melee, melee, extra melee. Waller trait, exemplary hero. Each time this Waller fights, if it is within engagement range of any enemy character or monster units, then until the fight is resolved, add one to this Waller's attack characteristic. Each time this Waller makes a melee attack, you can reroll the hit roll. Each time this Waller makes a melee attack against an enemy character or monster, add one to the wound roll. Um, I'm not sure if that's that good. I feel like this army is very good at killing monsters, so this would mostly come up against characters. Uh, we'll see. There is there is some good there is good character smashing abilities here though. Um, bloody expectations is one CP is their stratagem. Use a strat in the fight phase when a Cronus hegemony unit from your army is selected to fight to the end of the phase each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack and a modified hit roll of six scores one additional hit one CP exploding sixes very nice. The Just Blade is their Relic, a uh, unit with a Forge Right Plasma Axe or Dark Star Axe only. Um, it replaces them and has a melee profile, strength plus one, minus four, two damage. Each time attack is banned as weapon, invulnerable saving throws can be not be made against that attack. Oof, that is an interesting, spicy package. There's two melee leagues, yeah? Yeah, I mean, this this is the best one, in this my opinion. This is amazing. This is the real, the real melee one. This, this is... Yeah. This is all, like, if you just put this into another book, once again, it's one of the best packages you could possibly get for Melee. Mm-hmm. Um, this is outstanding. Like, well, all so, of this is so we, useful. So, we talk about Bloody Rose giving you, what is it, is it extra strength and extra AP? Yeah, yeah and, and Novok, you get uh, access to the extra attack. Yep, and Novok gives you extra... Extra AP. Yep. Um, and then you also get pluses to charge. Yep. So, these guys get extra strength, extra attack, extra AP. And they get exploding sixes. Uh, with the CP, and that's just that's just three of the five of the six things that they get. Is the the wall of trait and the relic any good? I mean, in the context of what this book actually needs, does it need melee beat stick characters? It doesn't, in my opinion. Yeah. But you can make some really scary characters, especially the Einhear Champion, who can be loaded up with all sorts of stuff. So he's probably the guy you would be looking at to buff up to the hilt here, yep. and he is actually very scary in Chronos Hegemony. He's, he's scary in general, yeah. but in this one especially. Uh, these guys are my favorite. These are your bloody, your, like I said, your bloody rose equivalent, your um, uh, blood angels equivalent. They don't have pluses to wound, but you don't need it in this book because your hits are wounding. So I think this is uh, phenomenally good. The only only bit here that's superfluous is, like I said, because they don't, you don't wound, you do a wound roll so much. The plus strength isn't that great. The extra AP, oh, it's so good in combat, though. Like, you get so much, what, AP 5 in combat with this army? It's just disgusting. Yeah, it, it's just like Kraken. It's yeah. really, you, oh, here come my Raveners, AP 5, get wrecked. Yeah, it, get wrecked. So this, that's... This, this is outstanding. The only downside about Cronus Gemini is that this army shoots extremely hard, and this doesn't buff shooting. This doesn't buff shooting at all. So this is the one you take when you think, okay, the shooting just out of the box is just good enough for my meta. Um, like, I don't need to double down the shooting, it just is. So then you try and give it the thing that you think it doesn't do well. Um, and so if that makes sense to you, that makes sense to you. For me, this is my favorite, because that for the, exactly it, it, it takes the army and makes it just as good in combat as it is as shooting, because it's already, I believe it's already on at 11 out of 10 on shooting. So um, tell us about Ymir. 
So the Emir conglomerate is kind of their, these are the really wealthy guys. They like to, um, you know, display all the, the, um, the advanced technology that they've created. Bad, so they're lead custom. <laughs> the yeah, basically. They're the master armors, and they get plus four inch range to the range characteristic of all their, their weapons, which just straight up awesome. It's on all weapons, four inches is not bad to have, especially because this army has a lot of guns in the kind of 18 to 30 inch range. Getting four extra four inches does really matter. So awesome there. Models in this unit uh, with this custom that have a save of two plus gain a four up invul. If they have any other save, they get a five up invul. Once again, there are ways to get five oh. up on uh, certain units. Um, it's an aura from the call with an upgrade, but this means units acting independently just get an awesome invul. Very very cool. This is especially good on the berserks. Yep. One of the combat units that uh, typically has a really poor save. Well, now it gets an invul and has a feel no pain. It's awesome. And um, it also really helps out the hearth guard, which yep. um, get access to a four up invul on top of their two up armor. Yeah. And void armor is armor of contempt plus no rerolls to wound. It's cracked. So these things can get tanky very quickly. The, the, that master armors is awesome. Then their ancestral judgment is if the unit that they're targeting has a judgment token, then um, um, if you target something with a ranged attack and in, are in half range, you get extra AP, which. Boy, once again, it's because you get plus four inch range. Yeah. that helps get the extra AP on uh, all your units. Massively efficient. This brings a lot of weapons to AP two from AP two to AP three, three. and that's going to be a big, yeah. big deal. Well, you know, because Mefrit's been really lighting up the sc- the stars, hasn't it? That Mefrit Necron. Mm, tra- <laughs> well, guess what? This book actually has real shooting units. I know, uh, unlike uh, the Necron Codex. Yeah. So um, I think these are fantastic. This is a fantastic. Sorry, uh, sorry, we haven't done the full package. Continue. We haven't even done. That is fantastic, Adam. We could stop right there, and you'd be like, "I'm convinced this is awesome." Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Warlord trait is the damage characteristic of all weapons. This warlord is equipped with is increased by one. There's you could think about putting this on, um, you know, a particular any of the characters, but frankly, it's not really necessary. Um, and there isn't a character besides the Forge Master who you would want to put this on, and there is a such better Warlord trait to put on him that you don't need to worry about adding this. Uh, then one CP Pulsed Beam Discharge. Um, this is their strat. Use the strat in your shooting phase when an Amir conglomerate unit from your army selected to shoot. You select one model in the unit and one beam weapon they're equipped with. Till the end of the phase, each time a hit is scored with this weapon, with that weapon, the target suffers a mortal in addition to normal damage. This is specifically good on the land fortress. Yep. If you take the beam weapon, it's a two shot gun, but if you hit, it's an additional uh, additional um, hit for each each one that's scored. So you go from two shots normally to if you hit both times, four hits. That means you can proc four mortals on it, and that's where it actually is worth it because one CP is typically D three mortals in the game for most yep. codexes one cp for four mortals is that's where i'm willing to actually think about spending it on top of that already to spoil a combo it is a war gear strat and the forge master has an ability that lets you reduce the cp cost of a nearby unit that's using a war gear strat you could make this free right once yep. per uh, battle round yeah every turn you're just like getting a little bit of value a little bit of splash models yep. it's pretty powerful yep and then the relic is the last um, quest of Jaluk. It is for a shield crest model only. Once per battle before making a saving throw for the bear, you can activate the relic. You get a 3-up info only if you do. And if you would lose a wound as a result of mortal, or a feel no pain. Eh. You don't want your characters taking too much damage. Once again, this is something that um, you know you probably don't really need 
and once you see some of the other options, you probably won't take it, but it's it's not terrible. Uh, yeah, the Wall of Trait and the Relic are very forgettable. The rest of the package, absolutely freaking incredible. Once yep. again, the chapter tactic, with the, the, you add Master Artisans with the Ancestral Judgment, that would be the best chapter tactic in any book in the game. Everything with a 2+, plus gains a 4-plus invuln. Everything, everything else gets a 5-plus invuln. Just giving out, like, think about that in a Space Marine army. All my Terminators go from a 5-plus a invuln to a 4-plus invuln automatically, and then all my Marines have a 5-plus, um, without any downside, like you get for doing it with Black Templars. You know, Black Templar is cool. You get you get a five plus invuln and you get baby transhuman, but you can't benefit from cover, which is when coupled with armor contempt is the oppressive level of durability that Space Marines are trying to reach to. This is and that's 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 just that that's not that's do a plus four inches range and extra AP at half range. My God, what a package! Like holy crap, that chapter tactic is absolutely insane. This is one of the best ones, in my opinion. This and Greater Thurian League are the two yeah. that are competing. I think this one's a little bit better in the mirror matchup, so it has the edge in my mind. But uh, let's do the last one here. All right, Irani Serta regu- regulates um, Legion custom is Dao survivalists. Add one to the toughness characteristics of models in a unit with this custom. <laughs> what the shit? Anyway, you can reroll fail morale test taken for unit with this custom as well, and their ancestral judgment. Each time model with this custom makes an attack against a target that has zero judgment tokens, the enemy is. Considered to have one judgment token when determining the bonuses. So everything in your whole army just auto wounds on sixes to hit. Um, just blanket. And then the wall of trait, a grim pragmatism. Each time this ward would lose a wound, uh, roll 1d6 on a 5 plus, it is not lost. So just blanket 5 plus, feel no pain. 1 CP, waste not your last breath. Use a stratagem in the fight phase when a regular character model from your army. That has not already been selected to fight. This phase is destroyed. Do not remove that model from play. It can fight after the attacking model's unit has finished making its attacks and then remove it. So 1 CP fight on death, which is above rate. Used to people playing 2 CP to fight on death. So 1 CP is very nice. And then the abiding mantle is the relic. Uh, unless the bearer is the closest eligible target, enemy units cannot target it with ranged attacks. So that's super bodyguarded, essentially. As in, like, you can have one model in front of this guy. Um and you can't shoot him. Doesn't have to be uh, over three models or have a bodyguard keyword or anything like that. Yeah, uh, it's eighth edition rules. It is eighth edition rules. <laughs> Very rarely have we just seen anything that is quite as crazy as G Dub just saying this faction, this sub faction, one toughness, just one freaking toughness, whole army, one toughness. There you go, it's over. Um, and let alone getting two more dot points, essentially. Even, even though reroll fail morale test doesn't really come up in the game of 40k very much, um, but everything in the army just counting as having one judgment token is pretty nice. But it kind of makes your first judgment token that you do place on a model superfluous. So if you're placing one, you, you pretty much have to place two to gain any value from the from them at all. Um, so that is an interesting little counter t- counterplay there, like counterintuitive bit. What do you make of it, mate? So if this was a trait that was in most other books, if you could just get plus one toughness on your whole army, you probably would take it. Now, in this book, it is one of the weaker ones mm-hmm. because, first of all, most of this package doesn't really help what the army does. Mm-hmm. Second of all, in the mirror matchup, Plus one toughness is completely irrelevant. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to auto-wound you. So I don't care what your toughness value is. It's it's completely irrelevant. So the fact that one of the better traits in the context of the game is weaker within this book kind of tells you how strong some of these other traits are. You're exactly exactly (laughs) right. I look at this, I'm like, every army in the game would be hand over fist begging for a plus one. How nuts would would Tyranids be with plus one toughness? Oh, toughness five worries. Ah, toughness six. Sorry, 
mate. Your heavy bolt is winning me on fires. Uh, Leviathan would look, actually would look feeble uh, compared to plus one toughness army wide, like transhuman, because you wouldn't need it. Um, I mean, Tau with hammerheads and riptides going oh to T8. Oh, my God. Crisis suits, do you say? Like, I mean, it'd be yeah. spicy. Yeah, it would be so nuts. So, But the fact that this is like maybe the fourth pick because <laughs> i put the melee build um i put chronos above i think it's chronos is my favorite but i think it's the middle ground i think it's the number three i think it goes uh well, sorry for the first three months of this i think it's going to be yumiya is going to be the best because i think if leagues comes out and as good as we think they are and you keep talking about this as well mate you keep referring to the fact that the mirror match is going to be such a big deal probably for the next two to three months um <laughs> i think yumiya is the is the best for, for right now out of the gate the four extra mortal potential is enough that the case where you can reliably kill your opponent's land fortresses yep. and other vehicles and that is going to be a huge deal because leaving things uh, with only a couple left it's not great when you get to the master uh the forge master yeah. who is spoiler going to heal flat four he has ways to reduce the incoming mm-hmm. damage so i i think a mirror with the amount of mortals it can put out now any faction can put out a lot of mortals yeah. they can do the extra four I think that is going to be a big difference. If you can just reliably, boom, their Lang tank is just completely dead, and then with every other piece of damage, I try and kill the second one. If you kill two in a turn, then you're just at such a huge advantage huge the rest advantage. of the game. Yeah, Go first, remove their two biggest things. It's a tail old as, as old as time. Um, really, it's the beta strike. I should, you yeah. shouldn't be alpha striking with this army. It shouldn't be that outside of the bikes. If you run the yeah. max bikes, it is actually possible. But uh, in the list that I've been seeing where people try and go for, you mentioned three land fortresses. Mm-hmm. I don't think three is the number, but if you run three and you run a bunch of transports, you're looking at a turn two. I'm going to get whatever angles I want, and I'm going to disembark a bunch of combat, and I'm going to run you over. Yes. That's what I'm. That's what I think most of it will look like is a, is a turn two strike where you're just crippled and you're pinned. Yeah, although I see it's saying how good Ymir is. I don't think people can go wrong with uh, Great Ethereum. I think Great Ethereum they can they can go wrong. Well, I'm of the opinion that it is the all it is the well-rounded jack of all trades and almost the master of all those trades. Also, uh, which could be the ubiquitous go-to if people want a starting place to get some games under their belts to work out how everything works in the in the thing. Great Ethereum makes everything that you want to do a little bit better. So if you want to get into into it and learning, 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 if you're going for the top tier stuff, can't go past you, yeah. Can't go past you, yeah. If you if you want to go win a GT, I think it's. I mean, sorry. they're both like so baseline. Just the power is right there. You barely have to do anything. There's it's, no. I'm not big braining anybody here. No. It's you're going to take a lot of mortals. You're going to take a ton of damage. You're out in the open. You're dead. It's I, that simple. Just pick just, up your models, put them out. Just just put it out there. Both of those are dumb as crap for how powerful they are. Just 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 being the salty little burger that I am. Holy mm. crap in crappy crap. I could stick two or three other Codex's best chapter tactics together, and they still wouldn't be as good as either of those. Like, See, so wow. On, on the one hand, I'll be playing the faction just because I love the aesthetic <laughs> of it. But I was committed to playing it before I knew what any of the mm. rules were. Um, now that I know the rules are silly, I will enjoy playing against it as well because I'm a punishment. I'm you know, cruising for punishment <laughs> like that. Because remember back when Jukari came out and I took 8th edition Tau, yeah. Um, to the event where it was just under, it was the only event allowing unnerfed Jukari after mm-hmm. the FAQ had come out. So it's like, yay, one more time to just burst the most broken army in the game at the time. So uh, I took eighth edition Tau, tailored a list for it, and it was a lot of fun beating the the Jukari players that I played against. Mm. So I'm hoping that we can come up with some similar combos like some this cat, yeah. uh, to try and beat it. But well, 
Actually that's the think, challenge right I actually now. Think that's what's good. So traditionally, when we have a book like this, one of the part twos of the review is literally me just getting all the best players that, that will speak to me to give me their counterplay. Like, how are you going to counter this, sir? How do you think people need to counter this? How are we going to counter this? How are we not going to let the game die? Um, <laughs> and getting everyone's just best guess of how they're going to put it together. Just get a bit of a think tank going. But... We're into the build-your-own varieties, which I think are good. I think in any other book, these would be very good. I think they don't stand up in the comparison packages to what we've just seen because they are so cranked and broken and busted. But let us jump through this. How does this system work? Because there isn't an established system for how build-your-owns work. So what is what have they got for the Space Dwarfs? How do they yeah, build? Yeah, so they have two qualifiers. All right. You get to tr- pick three things uh, from this list. There's a whole bunch of traits here. You get to pick three of them. But one of them, and only one, uh, has to be an ancestral judgment. So you're mirroring the league traits from uh, the other houses. So you pick two normal things, and then you pick one ancestral judgment, which means if there's judgment tokens, you get some benefit. Yeah. So overall, like Adam said, these aren't like otherworldly. There's a couple of real stinkers in here. So they did manage to write some bad uh, Thurian or uh, um, <laughs> Leagues of Otan rules. But not many of them. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple of combos that are actually semi-interesting if um, the, the top um, sub-factions get nerfed. Fair enough. Well, jumping straight in, Marshall Clone Skins, uh, Clone Skines. I'm going to read out a bunch of these and we'll discuss if many of them are worth talking about once we do. Um, each time a model with this custom makes a melee attack, if that model's unit made a charge move, was charged a prompt heroic intervention, plus one strength. Um, would be good in any other book, as we've seen from like Born Heroes or Whirlwind Under Rage. I can't remember which one it was for Space Marines. It was like the go-to here. Don't think it touched the sides. Uh, Vengeful is an ancestral judgment. Um, each time a unit of this custom is destroyed by an enemy unit, that enemy unit gains two judgment tokens on them instead of one. Uh, brutal efficiencies up next. Ancestral judgment also. Um, each time model with this custom, excluding cog models, makes a melee attack against a target that has one or more judgment tokens, and a modified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. So exploding sixes against stuff that have judgment tokens on them—that is not actually that bad. And it's actually, does any other, do any of the other ones have that as standard? They don't, do they? Um, no, they don't have uh, the exploding sixes to hit. So that is actually different. That is actually a point of difference between this. You could get something here that you can't get elsewhere. And I think those are the ones that are probably going to be the most important to um, highlight for people. And then the last one in this little line is close quarters uh, prioritization. Each time model this custom declares a charge. If it only declares a charge against one target, and if that target has one or more judgment tokens, add two to the charge roll. So, Okay. Can I just note that for Brutal Efficiency, you pointed out one of the few ways that Votan has to actually roll to wound. So those additional hits don't count as a judgment token. You know, yes. if you, you have the token, so you actually have to roll the wound. Adam, you don't want to roll the wound no, with this army. You've got to be, you gotta be <laughs> allergic. Wounds, baby. Allergic to the wound roll. It's like if, you roll, if you roll the wound roll, you should have to stick an EpiPen into your leg and just be like, ah, oh, damn. Take all that 40k, that dice rolling (laughs) out of your brain. You just want to roll one set of dice and your opponent is dead. That's all you want. I I want to unpack with you, possibly in part two, possibly later, how GW has gone about making a rule set and then releasing so many books that do not function with that rule set like uh, sisters they do uh, it every time right i know i know but it just seems like extra extra this edition all right next up uh stoic you can re-roll failed morale test ah never heard of you moving on taking it personally this is the ancestral judgment each time a unit with this custom is selected to shoot or fight if all the models in the unit make attacks at the start of the same unit after resolving those attacks if that enemy unit suffered damage as a result of those attacks but was not destroyed Roll 1d6, add 1 to the result if the unit being attacked is below is now below half strength. On a 5+, plus, they gain a judgment token. So if you shot at him, killed him, didn't 
failed to kill them. Um, on a six, they get a judgment token, or a five plus if they're below enemy below half strength. That is terrible. <laughs> that's, I, that was one of the rules I was thinking of specifically when I said they wrote some bad Votan rules. That is. Wow. And I'm taking it personally, Games Workshop. This should have been a perfect 10 out of 10 book <laughs> with no <laughs> mistakes, no weak rules in here, and now uh, they deserve to have it taken personally. It's tainted. This book is now tainted with trash. Uh, that and the rerolls to wound. They put the two stinkers next to each other, at least. At least they could so have put far. some straight-up broken stuff in the custom ones. and It might not even be even, even looked at. Yeah, taken. it wouldn't have even mattered. Honor and toil. Each time an attack is made by a model with this custom, if this unit is below its starting strength, add one to the hit roll. Um, and then War Songs is the last on this page. Each time a League model with this custom makes a melee attack, if the target of that melee attack was within engagement range of two or more core units from your army when the attacking unit was selected to fight, you can re-roll the hit roll. So make a melee attack. The melee attack is within engagement of two or more units from your army. I say reels to hit in combat if they're trying to mob you, is what I read there. There's two different strats to get four reels to hit in uh, whichever way. So... You're Don't fine. worry about this. No. Any, trash. Anything on this page worth talking about, unpacking? Anything on this page actually good? No. Okay, moving on. That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> League affiliated. Is this your, if you are successors of the Primarch? Yep. Right? Successors. Yep. Moving on. Refined power cores. Uh, add two to the move characteristic of models with this custom that have either the accelerated or vehicle keywords. So accelerated is the bikes and the champ. Is that correct? And the transport, the Sagittar. Sagittar transport. The Sagittar just feels like a custodian's transport. It bothers me. Anyway, uh, quick to judge each time, an, so this is Ancestral Judgment, each time an enemy unit targets a unit with this custom with a shooting or melee attack, after the attacker's unit has resolved all of its attacks, if the unit with this custom suffered one or more casualties as a result of those attacks, but was not destroyed, roll 1d6, add 1 to the result if the unit being attacked is now below half strength. On a 4+, plus, the attacking unit gains 1 judgment token. Um, trash that is a lot of hoop jumping for something exactly as soon as yeah. you see a giant paragraph with league uh, with the uh, votan rules you're like nope 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 copy as good as i possible. want simple i want simple and broken don't be giving me this game workshop uh, Quick superior, to judge it. <laughs> superior beam capacities is up next add one to the same strength characteristic of all beam weapons all beam weapons equipped by models with this custom Excluding, including relics, including relics. Um, each time a unit with this custom is selected for the core buster fire pattern stratagem, it, that strat costs zero CP. This is that's one right. we may that's see. That's right, also awesome. We, I, I am aware. This is one we may see down the road. One where if you like, if you want to just build your army to be oops all beams, this is not bad. Oh, please tell me if I'm wrong. No, uh, this is this is one of the ones you could consider taking. Yeah, I, I took your silence for affirmation, but I wasn't too sure. Anyway, no, I, that was affirmation. I was not <laughs> judging you. In fact, unwavering discipline. Uh, this is ancestral judgment. Each time a model with this custom, excluding cog models, makes an attack against a target that has one or more judgment tokens, you can ignore any roll, hit roll, or weapon skill, or bliss skill modifiers. This I is the don't one. Hate this that is the one. All. That is yep. very nice. This is the best ancestral judgment in the custom, the league customs. This is the one you would take. That is actually very good. So every that is like really good. Is there, yeah, well, every turn your Carl just gives out a judgment token, right? So every turn that judgment token turns into possibly plus two to hit, possibly, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it could very well. Um, it, this is amazing. This is the one that you would take. Well, because that's it, the people who are already considering or trying to find ways to counter Votan, they're like, well, I have to have to look exclusively at throttling the hit roll because that's the only role that they have that's going to matter against me so i need hit roll modifiers weapon skill bliss skill modifiers i need dense cover i need everything that i can do to make 
they, their hit roll crap. And this just says, sorry, too sad, so bad. Bang, bada bing, bada boom, you die. Um, very good. All right. Void hardened. Each time an attack is made against a unit with this custom, and a modified hit roll, wound roll sorry, of one or two for that attack fails, irrespective of any ability, so it's baby transhuman. Warrior pride. Each time a unit with this custom is selected to shoot or fight, you can re-roll one hit roll, one wound roll. That's nice. And then the last one is weaponsmiths, which is add four to the range of all weapons, excluding relics that you are equipped with. All right, my man, that's all of them, right? Yep, that is all of them. So, uh, obviously, the second page is quite a bit stronger than the first, first part. First page? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, actually just the, the fourth column is the is all the good stuff. Refined pa- power cores, the plus two-inch move is actually not actually, bad on accelerated vehicles. Yeah, so, it would be, be considering between like that, weaponsmiths, and superior beam capacitors, and then yep. you pick two of those, and then unwavering discipline as your ancestral judgment. Like That's a, that's a pretty solid combo. I think that's pretty good. That That would be so good elsewhere. <laughs> once again it, it really would it, almost, really it would. doesn't even touch the sides that doesn't even like does is that even better than the plus one toughness though like ubiquitously oh i don't know i don't know remains to be seen anyway my man jumping into the stratagems um that is what's next yeah yeah stratagems beautiful you want to hit us with the first one yeah so we got a uh, battle tactic stratagems here we got the accelerated response use this in your movement phase when a votan accelerated unit like we said, the bikes, the Iron Champion, or the uh, the Sagittars. Then when they're selected to advance, till the end of the phase, add 12 to the move characteristic of each model in this unit. It's not cumulative with other bonuses, which is plus 12-inch. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember, like this is just straight-up amazing on the bikes because they're obsec. But the now, army's slow. The army's slow. That's their weakness, right? The army is slow, right, guys? <laughs> the, so you can pre-game move the uh, nine inches and then move and then you could possibly use this strat if you need to um I'm probably going to be using it in the late game or just on turns where you really want to contest primary that's where i see this being used um or to get a transport right in the thick of things in the center of the board so that you can disembark combat the next turn this is a very good strat this is uh, only one cp awesome and yeah. it's used on getting your fast units even faster now there aren't a lot of uh, assault weapons in this book or really any there, there there might only be like one or um but so you, you won't be shooting after this uh guess what you probably already killed the stuff in line of sight so it's perfectly fine to use it doesn't freaking matter yeah i love this strat i think this is this strat shouldn't be there because they should be slow and they're not anyway ancestral sentence one cp you just strategy in your shooting phase when a votan unit from your army is selected to shoot or in the fight phase when selected to fight until the end of the phase each time a model in that unit makes an attack against a target that has one or more judgment tokens, you can re-roll the hit roll. This strat can go straight mm-hmm. to hell. I want this one deleted. This is far too what the crap. Why? Why? It's one CB chapter master, okay? <laughs> chapter well, master. Put it like that. Uh, well, it, uh, okay, I pay 40 points for a chapter master, right? And yeah. any old Carl gives out a judgment token at the start of a command, at the start of a turn, and then one CP uh, chapter master. It, well, you're you're forgetting uh, the other ways. If your opponent kills one of your units, then yes. it gets judgment token. If they're on an objective at the end of the turn, you can pick one paddling. of those units. And if it does an action, that's a psychic action. I don't say judgment token anymore. I embody the Simpsons, and I say that's a paddling. You know, so it's yeah. quite easy to get this. It's you're just like rid- cool that unit that I want full rerolls absurdly dead. easy. 
and the, the and most it's also not core locked. Oh, this is—I was about to say that. And what the so, most powerful bit is: there's no restrictions. Use it whatever you want, and you just go. Ah, uh, well, I'm going to get you to three judgment tokens, and I'm just going to fish fours. I'm just going to roll for fours, fish everything that's on a four, mm-hmm. roll for fours, and you're dead. Probably you're just dead. Um, like, don't even roll your saves if you got a save. Uh, this next one is also absolutely busted. Tell us about the next one. Well, it's it's going to bust your core, so get ready it's, for this. Yes. <laughs> He is the core buster fire pattern. One CP. Use the strat in your shooting phase after an enemy unit is hit by an attack made by a beam weapon fired by a Votan model from your army. Till the end of the phase, each time that enemy unit is hit by another attack made by a beam weapon, guess what? You can get a lot of beam weapons fired by a Votan model from your army. You roll the D6. On a 4-up, they suffer mortal in addition to normal, up to 6. So this isn't one unit shoots all its beams and 6s are going to be mortals. It's uh, my whole arm or you know, how it's normally written, how these strats are. This is just any of my beam weapons fire at this unit after the first one, and on a 4-up, you just do a mortal. So really, if you try and build around this strat, which guess what Amir wants to do already, mm-hmm. and you can just throw it in there for a lot of other sub-factions anyway, you can just reliably 1CP 6 mortals to somebody. Exactly right. And Ymir has another 1CP 4 mortals, essentially. So you can just yep. be like, 2CP, up to 10 mortals, just done. Um, and there's another strat in here we'll get to. It's already hurting my soul. <laughs> it's, just, it's already stupid enough. Uh, th- uh, then we got Cyber Stims Infusion here, 1CP. This is for Votan Berserks. When they're selected to fight in the fight phase, uh, until the end of the phase, just re-roll hit rolls. Why? Because so, cool. they weren't Repenture already, right? We needed to make them ex- exactly everything oh, Repenture gets. Yeah. Exactly everything slower, Repenture but way harder hitting. Well, I don't way, know way harder, harder hitting. hitting. And you take Repenture, amazing. And, let's, not, let's not get crazy. Repenture, amazing. Nah, these, these are stupid. Anyway, Hunter's Mark is up next. 1CP. You just strategy him in your shooting phase before making a hit roll for an attack made by a Votan model from your army. If the target unit has one or more judgment tokens, do not make a hit roll for that attack. It automatically hits the target. So there's some magna rails out there that ignore wound roll so that, you know, you can ignore the wound roll in so many different ways and they ignore invulns and they go super high rend. Would you would you spend one CP to auto hit with a railgun? I mean, really depends. Now, one thing here is because it auto hits, um, it does not count as the judgment token. So you have to, you have so to roll a wound roll. Auto six to wound. Terrible stratagem. You got you to gotta roll a wound roll. You got to sully your hands with a wound dice. Bah! Exactly. Get it out of here. <laughs> it's probably very good. <laughs> it's going to be in niche situations where you yeah. add this on there because there are CP strats where you're just getting six mortals, which, as we saw, or you're getting four rerolls to hit. So in the context of those strats, this is going to be less seen, but it is possible where you need to make sure something goes through and yeah, you just want to, you don't have the rerolls anymore or whatever, but still, it's not going to be used as often, I don't think. Agreed. What's up next? Uh, we've got the Kin Bond. This is 2CP. Use the strat at the start of the fight phase. You select one enemy unit that is within engage range of two or more Votan core units from your army. Till the end of the phase, each time a Votan core model makes a melee attack against that enemy unit, you reroll the wound. So it requires two core units to be in a combat for two CP. Other this Zer- is rarely going to come up. Are the Zerkus core? They are, but are you getting two full and, units and, in there? And who cares? They're already killing everything anyway. They're, doesn't they're murdering matter. him. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, uh, this, yeah, cool. I mean, maybe... <laughs> are the, you maybe getting your, your yeah. Hearthguard and your Berserks in the same combat? No. Um... All right. The problem is, is it's core, so it doesn't mean one character plus the unit. Exactly. That's when you, that's no. when you'd be using. It. And two CP, like they have such one CP strats. Just no, don't two. Yes, CP. drowning in one CP. Yeah. 
Uh, the might of the in here, uh, one CP, you discharge him in your shooting phase when a uh, in here unit from your army is selected to shoot, or in the fight phase when an in here unit from your army is selected to fight. To the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, add one to the hit roll. Plus, so that's the your, your Terminator strat, right? Yeah, it's uh, the Einar Champion. Yeah, so a lot of people's, you know, Fury of the First or whatever that crap is, plus one to hit. Um, that's pretty much the equivalent, and it is good. You might see it. Yep. Uh, Next up, you, you love the one CP strats. You yeah, do. the the hearth guard and the champion both are the iron gears. Uh, so we got optimized volley one CP. Use the strat in your shooting phase when a Votan unit from your army is selected to shoot. Till the end of the phase, each time model in that unit makes an attack with a bolt weapon, unmodified hit of six is um, an additional hit. If the target unit has eleven or more models, it's two additional hits. There's uh, some bolt cannons on here. And once again, it's not core locked, so you could use it on the bolt cannons on land fortress or yep. on a basic troop squad with a bunch of bolters this would be awesome in a horde meta yeah bolters are some of the weaker weapons in this book agree you may not see it too often but it's a nice boost to those particular weapons it's it's there with when guard comes back into vogue and people try and beat votan by having 300 infantry which is what i'm probably going to do at some point and yeah then you'll have uh, a a tool to make me cry (laughs) Um, (laughs) i don't want to see you cry adam it's, it's all right i'm already there uh, <laughs> next, next up, uh, is this just the the bequest of the Votan? The the, po- the point blank fusillade two uh, CP. Yep, yep. Got my got my pages mixed up. Um, two CP. You just strategy at the start of your shooting phase. Select one Votan infantry or Votan black unit from your army. To the end of the phase, models in this unit can make attacks with ranged weapons, even if their unit is within engagement range of enemy units. But they can only make such attacks against enemy units they are engagement range of. Um, if a model makes an attack with a beam weapon, that attack is only resolved against the target unit and cannot select any other units. In such circumstances, those models can target an enemy unit even if other friendly units are in engagement range of the enemy unit. Note that if a model in this unit has more than one ranged weapon, you can still choose two target units that are not within engagement range of that model's unit, but the model will only be able to make those attacks if it clears all the ones in engagement range, blah, 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 blah. Um, if it's in addition, when a model in this unit suits a heavy weapon, subtract one from the hit rolls when resolving weapons attacks while any enemy units are engaged in range of the models. That is a huge ass paragraph to just say shoot into combat. It is okay for you to shoot into combat. Yeah, with your infantry or bikes. Yeah. Which I mean, how often is that going to come up, honestly? Yeah, how often? Well, I mean, I suppose a lot of the time people might want to be trying to pile in and tap your units just as much as possible. I could see myself doing that, being like trying to make sure my consolidates and pile ins shut down as much offense as possible at all times. <sighs> Adam, my man. Um, it doesn't okay, matter. On the it, next page, it, I was, I was I'm going to spoil it. It doesn't There's matter. There's a well-ordered retreat, one CP, you fall back and shoot with a Votan core unit, which is their infantry bike. Exactly right. I was about to say, it doesn't matter. They've got so many freaking workarounds for trying to play that style, but uh, we'll have to wait and get more revealed. Uh, what's the next strat? Uh, reactive reprisal. Use the strat in your opponent's shooting phase after an enemy unit that has one or more judgment tokens uh, when it was selected to shoot has resolved its attacks. You then select a Votan core unit from your army that was hit by one or more of those attacks. That's not within engagement range. That unit, that Votan core unit, uh, can immediately shoot as if it were a shooting phase, but can only target models in the enemy unit that was doing the damage to you. Um, um, and only if they're an eligible target after resolving its attacks, that Votan core unit is then not eligible to shoot um, in your next shooting phase. And if that Votan core unit is the Hearthkin Warriors, your basic troop, strat cost one, otherwise it costs two. If this wasn't Korolok, you would see it often. Every, yeah, almost every time. If a Land Fortress could do this, you would see it. It would be busted. Basically. Absolutely busted. <laughs> Surprises doesn't. Shoot them, they try and shoot you back, shoot them again. <laughs> your troops are kind of paper thin. Uh, the, this is where, if it's the big block of troops, the larger squad, yeah. then I could see it being... Me too. I could see it being, if you were if you're all in on one big unit of 
20 troops, maybe with the ions. I, I'm on, honestly, I'm not sure. There'd have to be a really specific matchup to want to do this, you know, uh, with the bolt guns. But I think the ions, if you're going to get charged, somebody shoots you to try and thin, and then you just kill and shoot and kill the thing that was going to charge you. Like, um, someone shoots a freaking bolt pistol into you. So you can't shoot any anything. You have to shoot oh, the thing that was doing the damage. Doing the damage. It's not just like a, I'm just going to kill whatever I want. That's true. Yeah, I'm not sure. Then you would actually see it still. I'm not sure how good this is. It might be very specific circumstances where it makes a lot of sense. Like it's your turn four, so you got the bottom of turn. It's their turn five. You don't need to shoot next turn. You just need to survive. So you you shoot shoot back, thin something that was on an objective, so you can go and take it next turn. I don't know. It actually looks that, worse. That's exactly it. It's mostly involving around limiting their mission play in their turn. Yeah. Um, and making your turn easier on the next one. All right. Um. Grimrot Barrier, 2CP. I said that previous one was a 1 slash 2CP strat, 1 strat on Warriors, 2CP everything else. Uh, 2CP for Grimrot Barrier. Use this stratagem in your command phase. Select one Votan unit from your army that is within 9 of a friendly Grimnir model. Uh, that unit and the models it contains stop being affected by any psychic powers that had been affecting it, uh, that had been manifested by an enemy unit. Until the start of next command phase, that unit and models it contains cannot be affected by malediction, psychic powers uh, manifested. Um, I don't this think this is, is very... trash. I don't think this is very good. Um, if this, this was like, can't be smited, can't be witch-fired, and you could just get 20 warriors out front and then 2 CP against that psychic phase you mentioned from the Tyranids and just be like, well, no smites, sir. There are no smites here. That would be really good. Um, mm -hmm. Who even casts... Maledictions I care about these days. There's not that many out there. I imagine Thousand Sons must have some good malediction spells, but frankly, I don't remember exactly what spell is linked to what category. I Jinx know which fires the yeah. mortal spells generally. It's Jinx and Doom, and then I mean, maybe if you made a, a Death Star and you played against them, uh, and you played against Eldar, and that was the only thing they were going to Jinx and Doom, sure. Um, but yeah, no, this is trash. It's bad. And it's 2CP. Like, come CP. on. Yeah, <laughs> All the good on. strats are 1CP. <laughs> as soon as I see 2CP, I know it's a bad strat. Shooting straight out. All right, what's next? We've got uh, Bastion running, 1CP. It's for your land fortresses. They act at full profile. Beautiful. Love to see it. Amazing. You can do the next one as well, then. Combat Surgery, 1CP. This is uh, used in your command phase. Select a Votan medic unit. This is an upgrade you can buy on your basic troops. And if they're below starting strength and not with engagement range, up to D3 models are uh, returned. It's cool. So, one so CP when you need it. Not even one. It's D3. It's a five-point upgrade. Yeah. And so this, this I believe, is like just goes hand-in-hand hand with all and, – and doubles down on the shenanigans that um, Great Ethereum can do. You know, trying to kill someone off an objective. You've got three guys left. Uh, you thought you held it. Well, D3 come back, and now I've got five guys. Counts as ten. Sorry, my objective. That kind of crap. Um, feels pretty good. Feels pretty good to get D3 back. Uh, then is there a way to make it, you know, just straight flat three or – Shore it up at all? Not that I know of. I think this is it. Good. Happy to hear. All right. Personal <laughs> grudge, one CP. You destroy him in your command phase. Select one Votan character unit from your army and one enemy unit that is on the battlefield. To the end of the battle, each time model in each time model in that character unit makes an attack against the selected enemy unit. That enemy unit is considered to have three judgment tokens on it for the purposes of determining what bonuses uh, the attackers' models' attacks get. You can only use this stratagem if every unit from your army is from the same league, excluding unaligned. You can only use this stratagem once unless you're playing onslaught, which you can use the same twice. Uh, this isn't very good, or is this very good? I mean, it it's going to be situational on the Einher champion that you buff up mm -hmm. and give him three tokens it is actually worth considering frankly if you build up the the melee characters 
If you don't, you're never going to use it. But if you do, honestly, for one CP, this is pretty cheap for getting that effect. I don't, I, don't, auto wounds. I don't mind this as using as a one CP deterrent. Because the Iron Here champion, is, is there, I seem to remember there being a way for him to get around wound bracketing. Yep, there's a relic, I believe, called the Dark Star. Yep. So put that relic on that guy that you're playing against a Baden. One CP, maybe they keep a Baden in the deployment zone, and that works for you. Um, and if that's worth it for you, freaking go for it. Uh, it might be, it might just pay out big time. But yeah, it's, I see this as more of a, user, a psychological deterrent than your opponent actually not wanting to, you know, being. Uh, being he has, yeah, it's, it's the Dark Star Axe. It's his regular axe. Mm -hmm. The combo here is in a mirror. You take the Warlord trade on him, Guild Connectors, and make it two damage. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. Um, all right, what's the last one of this page? Um, it is, well, there's, they have a relic, a strat to get extra relics. They have a strat to get oh, extra sorry, Warlord we got one more. So in the right hands. Is on um, the last page. I'll yeah. just read that one. I'm just skipping through reading through this whole thing, which is oh, sorry. in the right hands. Is is that one? Apologies. Yeah, you good. And then bequeath. Christ <laughs> Way the ahead of you here, Adam. You are, man. Yeah. You're on operating on a different different level, uh, different code. Uh, so Legends of the League bequested the Votan. It's just that's just ubiquitous. More CP. So more Warlord traits, more relics. Upgrade a sergeant. Yeah, that's upgrade a sergeant. You can pick specific relics. Uh, Warp Strike is the one you want to think about and putting it on the Hearth Guard unit to teleport them. Okay. Good, no, good foreknowledge. We'll definitely unpack that in a bit. Familiar loyalty is the next uh, is one CP. You strat in your opponent's charge phase. Select one of Votan's infantry Votan black unit from your army to the end of the phase. That unit is eligible to form a heroic intervention as if it was a character. Infantry or biker, not core locked. Uh, I, yeah, I think all the infantry are, are core though anyway, apart from the, the warriors. Um, sorry, the berserkers. Is this very good? This sounds very good. So I am... Um... I'm of the opinion that this is probably going to be a situational thing, and it's mostly the case that they have access to this, so it's going to mm. change the way your opponent Open plays. Yeah. Heroic interventions are something that a top player is going to play around, but knowing that it exists is already making you play differently, and agree. that's what this is going to achieve. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, next one is light em up, 1 CP. Use the strategy in the shooting phase after a, vote, a Votan searchlight unit from your army has resolved its attacks. Select one enemy unit that was hit by one or more of the unit's ranged attacks this phase. If every unit of your army is from the same league, the selected unit gains one judgment token. So that's a bit of a splash judgment. Is that any good? Uh, I think it's pretty decent, honestly. Um, this is really what you're going to use to uh, put on your bikes. It's one of the upgrades that they can buy. And so they're able to get angles on things you otherwise wouldn't be able to shoot with a lot of stuff. So what I think this is good at is like the cheap nonsense that they have in their backfield that you want to just make sure you clear. Yeah, You could light it up uh, with this and just make sure stuff goes through. I also see this... Or a, if, sorry, go. I think it's in combo with the bikes plus a transport with a unit dropping out. You go ahead and pop this um, on one of the tougher targets and then you put most of your firepower there, and then the rest of the nonsense shots tries to finish off the cheap obsec. That's probably where you would use this. Um, I also or it's like just the, setting it up for future turns, frankly. That was, that was what I was about to say. I also like this also as a way of getting ahead on your judgment, being like, okay, they're going to come at me in waves. I've already got what I can see taken care of. Let's splash some judgment on what they have to use next turn. So that's it. That's an even easier job. And you just keep putting that pressure on people being like, well, if you do use this unit to go take back that objective, which I've taken back from you, I'm going to clear it even easier than I cleared the last one. Can you deal with that? And that's just a lot of mental strain. Uh, what's the next strat? So we're looking at Luck Has, Need Keeps, Toil Earns. 1 CP, it is for uh, the end of your movement phase. You select a Votan core unit from your army that is within range of an objective marker. Until the start of your next movement phase, while that unit is within range of the objective marker, you auto-pass morale. 
awesome on the bigger units. Mm -hmm. And then unless that unit makes a range attack or declares a charge, that unit can ignore any rules that would cause any actions they are performing to fail. And they also get a six of female pain on top of that. This is, I need a unit to make sure, I want yeah. my core inventory to survive. I don't want to be taking a scary morale test. I'm going to just pop this on them. This is probably the case where, you know, the big unit of Hearthguard on an objective, mm -hmm. your opponent and a lot of modern armies have a lot of leadership shenanigans yep, to yep. make it so you're, getting, you're going to lose a lot of models if you fail. I'll just preemptively spend this and just make sure it doesn't happen. This is like a, a safety play type yeah. of Yeah, I, li I like that this gives you a... So it's usually two CP to auto-pass, as everyone knows, and a bunch of different codexes have that, usually once per game as well at that, at that price point. This is one CP, but you have to you know, wave the flanner flag that you're doing it in your movement phase. You have to preemptively do it. But in addition, for less than two CP, for half the cost, you get to do it, and you get a six, I feel no pain. I would pay six... I would pay a CP for a six, I feel no pain on infantry sometimes and sometimes that's going to be cool too so i like this a lot i think it's a great one um wouldn't be surprised to see it often mag riders is up next one cp you just charge them in your opponent's shooting phase when a votan bike unit from your model from from your army is selected as the target of a ranged attack to the end of the phase each time attack is made against that unit minus one to the hit roll and if the unit has advanced its previous turn attacks hit roll cannot be re-rolled so minus one to hit and you can't re-roll the hit rolls if you advanced in addition, and like we said, you can really yeet these bikes around, right? Yeah, this strat is awesome on the bikes. It's fantastic. This, this and the potential speed of the next turn, the fact that they have obsec, it combos to be, you can make bikes really difficult to deal with, and they're going to require such an overcommitment to actually kill that you don't deal with the rest of the Votan army right on top of you. Well, the, the way I see it is like... You, I, I like the bikes a lot. I think the I, I like the bikes because I'm playing a lot of Ravenwing at the moment, and obsec bikes have been such a game changer for me, Ravenwing wise. And I see them operating similarly. You use the bikes, obsec bike, yeet them around, stop your opponents getting twelves while you table them. Um, okay, you're not going to get twelves. You're going to get eights. I'm going to get eights, and I'm going to table you, and then turn three, turn four. You have no models. I get twelves. Um, I think they're phenomenally good. Anyway. What yeah, is the next minus one? Minus one to hit, no rerolls to hit, and then you also have armor contempt, no rerolls to wounds. Dude, like that is just a package. Busted. That's a bear to deal with. It's busted. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, me too. All right, one CP newfound nemesis. Use the strat uh, when a Botan Warlord or Grimnir model from your army is destroyed. That enemy unit gains two judgment tokens. If it was the Grimnir, it's three. Situational, because you don't want yeah. those characters dying, but could be cool. Um, and then the one CP. Yeah, one CP outflanking pioneers. Guess what? This interacts with the bikes. Use the strat at the start of your movement phase. Select one of the Pioneers unit from your army, more than six away from enemy models, or within six of the battlefield edge. And uh, if you're playing using strategic reserve rules, you place them into strategic reserve. Beautiful. And uh, they, can, they can't arrive the same turn, but they're out there, they're ready to come down, so this is a way to just keep OBSEC alive in the late game and yeah. get them into a position where they can help. Agreed. Turn 3, take them off the board, bring them back turn 4, do some shenanigans, dump them objectives turn 5. It, yeah, pretty nice. Um, next up, well-ordered retreat is some more biker bullshit. Uh, you just, it's one CP. You just charge him in your movement phase when a Votan core unit from your army falls back. The unit is still eligible to shoot even though it fell back. So fall back and shoot. One CP. Very good. That is the going rate, and they are right on the going rate. Uh, which one's up next? We got concussion blast. One CP. War gear strat. Uh, when a Votan concussion unit from your army selected to shoot, select one enemy unit within six of that unit until the start of your next shooting phase. They can't fire Overwatch or set to defend, and each time a model in the selected and unit makes an attack, minus one to hit. Not bad as a debuff. And then next strat is the one of the Wait, other amazing one, ones. It's one thing I want to point out about the concussion blast. Who has concussion, yeah. by the way? Who has the concussion keyword? There's a 
there's a couple different things that give out concussion. Uh, let me look at it real quick to make sure. So I think that this strat is it properly. I think this strat is another one that's going to come up in the um, in the mirror match a lot because turning off Overwatch when your Zerkers go into other big Votan units, I think it's going to be pretty good and, and pretty needed. So I don't know if you see eye to eye on that one, but that's that's a big deal, I think. It depends on what the terrain density of the board is. If you're charging them, that means that there's enough terrain where you haven't just murdered them already. Correct. So you probably are charging through terrain. Correct. In which case you don't too. need to. So that is also possible. true. So uh, the basic troops have it. If you take, um, uh, I believe, the uh, bikes also have the concussion keyword. And you don't say. Else? The bikes just seem yeah. like the all-round jack-of-all-trade enabler for this army. Like They just do everything you need to do while your big stuff where you spent all your points is getting all the, the heavy lifting and the killing done. It's just crazy to me. Anyway, so what was the next one? Um, then the next one is amazing. It's Ion Storm. We were talking about mortal wounds. Guess what? Use the strat in your shooting phase when a Votan unit, once again, not core locked to the land fortress with a bunch of ion weapons. You can do it. <laughs> So the end of your uh, phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack with an iron weapon, unmodified wound roll of six, and inflicts a mortal wound. Well, guess what? If you hit with a judgment token on that, depending on how many you have, counts as six. So uh, up to six uh, mortal wounds can be done with this. If it's a unit that contains eleven plus, it's two CP. Stupid. Everything it's else stupid. is one CP. So Landport stupid. Is one CP. It should be eleven models, or is a vehicle is two CP. The fact that this is... You're only going to use this on land, freaking land fortresses, man. Until your land fortresses are dead, in which case you've got bigger problems. Uh, but yeah, this is phenomenal. Yeah, oh or you God. can upgrade the basic troops to have the ion weapon, and yeah. then 10 shots with the with the uh, the judgment tokens, you can actually proc a, a good amount as well. Yeah, well, with 10 shots with rerolls to hit, you'll get your, you'll get your, your six mortals. Um, Alright, subterranean explosives 2CP. Use this strategy in your shooting phase when a subterranean explosive unit from your army is selected to shoot. To the end of the phase, each time uh, that unit makes a ranged attack, subtract one from the attack's wound roll, and if a hit is scored against a target that is not a titanic that is not titanic and cannot fly, then at the start of your next shooting phase, half the move characteristic of models in the target unit. The target unit is not eligible to fight until all other eligible units from your army have done so. So it's 2CP? But the bonuses are huge. But who has this subterranean explosives rule? Um, I believe it is the uh, if you bring the mole launcher on the berserks, which mole launcher you're gonna bring it, uh, you get access to this keyword. Half move and fights last for two CP. I mean, it's pretty premium when you need it. Um, and it's, it's minus, awesome. minus one to wound. Each time attack it makes a range attack. So, oh my god, minus one to wound, half move, fights last. Oh, when you need it, you're going to be so glad. You're going to be so freaking glad you've got it. Um, another a shooting debuff you can put on your opponent as well in this army is just ridiculous. And the minus one to wound, I believe, is on your unit because it's trying to limit your. It's trying to make the weapon do oh, less damage. Oh, it's the same as the Thunderfire. So I read that completely wrong. I thought you put that on the unit. Yeah, so it's the same as the Thunderfire. You give up your strength. You, your strength and your wounding ability is worse, but in exchange, you get all this good stuff. Once again, yeah, you're just trying to hit. Mirror match, amazing. Mm-hmm. Your Zerkers, yeah, the Mole Launcher is amazing. Just Berserks are amazing. Mole Launcher is amazing. Just take it. Everything's amazing. Because it's also, I believe, plus, it's plus one attack and plus one wounds on your guy. <laughs> it's a 10 point upgrade. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, we've got four left of the strats, and then we're wrapping this bad boy up. What's up next? 
All right, we got multi-wave system jammer, 2CP, so you're already skeptical. Use this strat at the start of any phase, select one Votan comms unit. This is an upgrade you can put on the troops or the, the bikes. Um, then select one enemy unit within 12 inches of that unit. Till the end of the phase, that enemy unit cannot be affected by any aura abilities that units from your opponent's army have. There aren't that many amazing auras anymore, yeah. like defensive ones. So when this is going to come up is a question mark, and it's also 2CP. Um, I but, mean... I guess uh, rights of rights of battle, um, turning off obsec. Rights of war, you mean? Right, so rights of war, whatever. Um, yeah, that's but it's it. only on one unit. Yeah. It's, turn, it's like it's, ten terminators turn it off on there, possible. But not be, yeah, it's not just kill them. Yeah, just kill them. Let's kill them. Just kill them. Give them sixteen mortal wounds. Mm. Them um, overcharge shield crest. This is a one slash two CP strat. Use stratagem in any phase when a Votan shield crest unit from your army is selected as a target of a range attack. To the end of the phase, each time a range attack is made against that unit, unmodified wound roll of 1 to 3 for that attack fails, irrespective of any abilities the weapon or the model making the attack may have. If it's 5 or fewer models, it's 1 CP, otherwise it is 2 CP. Um, if you thought Votan would get a rule, uh, sorry, didn't have everything, well, I'm sorry, you're wrong, they have everything, because they have transhuman as well. Um, and shield crests give you an invuln to the unit in addition, right? They, are, they just give that. So... So the there's an upgrade, the Rampart Crest on the call. That gives the call the Shield Crest keyword and the file of Invuln to the infantry and bikes. Um, but the for the Shield Crest keyword on the other units, it's uh, the Hearth the Hearth Guard. Those guys, if their sergeant takes a Weave Crest, I believe, the sergeant yep. gets an Invuln. Uh, and okay. on top of that, um, he gets, uh, I believe, an extra wound as well and access to this strat. Yeah, okay. That's... So you have to give up the teleporting to do it. Yeah, so then teleport is you just give them the upgrade and they get the deep strike, yeah? Yeah, and you get access to uh, the warp strike stri uh, relic, I believe. Yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. I think, uh, man, if you're going infantry heavy, this is ridiculously good. Um, otherwise, not too sure. All right, because just, just because you have so many other things to do offensively with your stuff and you're already durable by default. So I'm not sure. It might be certain situations, maybe against Crisis Suit Heavy Tau, you, you, you pop this. Um, but yeah, I don't see it being ubiquitously good all the time. Which is how stupid is that? How stupid is that to say transhuman might not be great in this army? <laughs> Especially because in the mirror matchup, you're just like auto wounded anyway. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. It's uh, so stupid. All right, next one. Hand spectral warning to CP. Use the strat at the end of the reinforcement step of your opponent's movement phase. You select one Votan scanner unit. So scanner is an upgrade. You can put it on the bikes um, and the infantry. And uh, not within engagement range of enemy units. You can then shoot as if it were a shooting phase, but can only target one of the eligible units set up uh, within 12 inches of your unit. Once so, again, if you thought um, Votan... The equivalent of aspect scan. If you thought Votan wouldn't have literally everything, sorry, they have literally everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every tool in the toolbox they have been provided with. Because um, some people were saying, oh, yeah, cool, I'm going to take a bunch of blood letters and or just auto-charge their whole army and that, 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 that. Like, yeah, cool, they'll kill one of everything you deep strike. You deep strike one thing at a time, that thing's going to die. Deep strike two, one of them's going to die. Um, yeah, it's rough. All right, site-to-site -site transport. This is the teleportation strat we were just talking about, 1 slash 2 CP. You just strategy at the start of your movement phase. Select one Votan teleportation unit from your army and remove it from the battlefield. In the reinforcement step of this movement phase, set this unit up on the battlefield anywhere that is more than 9 inches away from any enemy models. You cannot select the same unit to use this strategy more than once per battle. If the unit is selected was a character, it costs 1 CP. Otherwise, it costs a 2 CP. Is this busted, or is this just good? 
It's just good because honestly, there is a real consideration of taking the weave crest on the uh, Hearthguard unit instead. Yep. I think the teleportation and the threat of that unit showing up in your opponent's backfield is a huge deal for this army. Me too. Forcing screens, forcing the just awareness of that threat that I think I prefer to teleport myself. Yep. But I think there's actual consideration between uh, which one you want. I think there is too. I th- um, in the mirror, I don't know which one is better. It just depends if they're... It pretty much depends if they're going Magna or Rail, right? Oh, sorry, Magna or I, th- I think you want the teleport because being able to send that unit back there with the Volkites and give them full rerolls to hit... Um, and try and hit something with three judgment tokens, you are going to proc 10 mortals just yeah. right off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just try and blow. Just Not to try mention all the other strats up. that you can pop. That's totally fair, actually. I think that is huge, because Votan don't have screens that you want to screen with. Three-men bikes are what's going to probably do it. Yeah. But uh, they also want to be doing other things. So mm. Votan is going to be stretched thin, and I think reserve heavy armies and just the threat of powerful reserve units could be a big deal. So I actually quite like the teleport. Well, we saw in the Iron Hands, well, so when the Space Marine meta got really crazy towards the end of 8th edition, that LVO, the only spa- the only other faction that could hang with Iron Hands, um, which is the Broviathan build you guys ended up piloting to great success, um, was the Raven Guard. And the reason the Raven Guard did it is because they applied the pressure. And they kept you off primary, and they they tried to keep the scoring down, and tried to get you immediately. This sounds like that. It sounds like, oh, well, if I can't beat you from my side of the table, well, I need to close the distance and get up right on top of you. And so it sounds like just yeeting Centurions at you like we used to do in 8th edition. I mean, it's another tool that this army otherwise doesn't have. So I think it has quite a bit but, of value, personally. But they're slow, right? That's the weakness. They're just a slow army, right? That they can just teleport and auto-advance. They're slow if you just build three land fortresses and a bunch of stuff that wants to be right in front of you. Yes. That, yeah, I think they've got some very quick, deceptively fast options here, and I, I like them a lot. All right. Um, that's going to bring us to the end of this first half of the review. I don't have Mr. Richard Siegler locked in for next week, so I'm going to get his hot takes on how strong he thinks this codex is. Uh, I think we all know what's going to happen here, but internally balanced, there hasn't been a squats codex before, so there isn't a comparison here for how good this is for leagues of Votan players. But if you were to give this a score out of 10, zero being this codex is absolutely trash, 10 being this is the best codex anyone could ever ask for, what would you give this? I mean, this is an actual 10. Like, it's, it, If you were hoping for a book that had multiple different styles Pretty much every data sheet is viable. You've got great rules for warlord traits, relics, etc. This this is the book. This ain't no Necron Codex. This nope. isn't the Admet Codex where half of it is completely irrelevant. And you don't even know what half of it does. This book is amazingly designed as a as a cohesive army. In the context of 9th edition 40k, where we have gone from some really weak mono-dimensional build books to some really diverse, powerful ones. Yep. It's going to be on the far end of this spectrum, and it's going to be a powerhouse. So in the context of the edition as a whole of all the armies, this book's going to take quite a bit to deal with. Um, but in the context of a book by itself, it's an awesomely designed book. This is just, here's a codex that has a lot of options. Exactly right. I think internally, internally balanced-wise, this is a perfect book. You could not ask for more. Um, I'm going to give this. I'm not going to give this a perfect 10. Because of, I think this book is too good. And I think because this book is too good, it's going to get nerfed. And there is the possibility down the track that it gets so nerfed, it is unplayable. So I'm giving it a 9, possibly a 9.9 out of 10. <laughs> but I, I, See, that's hard for me to imagine because they they hit Tyranids, Tau, and uh, Harlequins 
reasonably they've hard craft pretty, worlds as well. They've been pretty fair with their with their nerfs of, of recent. That is true. They they gave them real nerfs, but they didn't just nerf them straight into the ground. They nerfed Admech into the ground, and that was because um, I was not allowed to win any more Games Workshop <laughs> US Open events, and so they just nuked the faction right there. But uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> joking, obviously. That, that was actually part of the re- I was see, I was building towards the same joke. I'm not giving it 10 out of 10 because you're playing it, sir, and if there's one guarantee, there's one constant of ninth edition. Whatever Richard is winning with will get nuked from orbit. Uh, yeah, so it started with the beginning. They were like, the Tau... <laughs> Tau, they're going to be off for the whole first part. Dead. Don't you worry about yeah. that. Yeah, for and, the first and they like, went after Admech. Third. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so from our, on our traditional competitive tier list, so we'll do from B tier to S tier, I know where this is sitting. Everyone knows where it's sitting. Richard, would you like to tell us where this is competitively? I mean, it's straight up S tier. This is an amazing codex, the amount of damage this army. As you saw, there's three strats that basically mean you could potentially just take 16 mortals. Yes, 16, oh, mortals 16 mortals from just doing now, what the... And, and it's that not as many as Tyranids do, but, but this army does a lot more shooting damage than Tyranids. But the, the, what's dumb is that Tyranids have to take units that don't do anything else or function any other way but doing mortal wounds, i.e. Mm-hmm. Zoe's, Mal- Malceptor, etc. They don't do anything yeah. else. You're doing this from land fortresses that do enough to be justified without any stratagem support. Well, they do everything. Exactly. It, and they connect dude, to full tier. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. Um, to we do, didn't even get yeah. to some of the broken combos yet. Well, yeah, we haven't even scratched the surface. Um, so I think this is S. I think when uh, the fact that these guys are S knocks every other tier. Every other codex that could have been S tier is now no longer S tier. This is the only S tier codex in the book right now. Everything else that was S is now A, A plus, A minus. This this book is going to knock every other book out, and that is my firm belief. I hope to be wrong. I pray to be wrong. Uh, one of the things that's helping it, like I mentioned at the beginning, is the fact that baseline the rules are so powerful and mm-hmm. so easy to use that there's no like complex. You don't have to get out your this is you know, protractor and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's not Halo well, no, yeah. It's not. It's, it's not Halo Doom, but way yeah. better. Well, it's Halo Doom without the without the skill ceiling, without the without the learning difficulty of having a super fragile possibly clunky couple of phases you need to do a perfect movement phase a perfect psychic phase to set up your shooting phase so you can win the game this is just i deployed can i see you you are dead um it's kind of ridiculous and then you just pay as many cp as you need to make it make the thing work make the stuff die it's it's freaking it's and obnoxious they have ways we we didn't even go through all of them but they have ways to get cp quite easily I, and I they know. will bring those oh my God. so using three cp a turn is not even going to be difficult. Totally acceptable. Um, also, yeah, it's really two CP because one of them is free. Free. It's horrific. And on that <laughs> note, you thought holy orders were, were good. Oh, dude, we're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, dude, there is so much. The Forge more. Master is the best character in the game. When we, when you get to him, he is the best. Okay, it's, it's the guy obnoxious. does everything and more. It's so obnoxious, dude. Anyway, we're gonna sign off before we ramble ourselves into too much negativity. Um, enjoy voting. Oh, I'm hyped. I'm if, hyped. Yeah, I know. I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm enjoying the review though because Adam, you that... need to fly to the US just for our first game with Botan on stream so that I can play against you. Uh, and you will just dude, I will reap all of your salt. Let's let's get let's get a um let's get a PayPal sorry, a um a crowdfund going. I'll, I'll come and I'll do it, you know. <laughs> fly Adam to be just Tw- run straight over the, by the league of Botan. I'll it's I'll, I'll do the twenty seven hour, you know, both ways. So what is that? Fifty four hours to just go get ruffle stomped by by Richard in at the top of turn one. <laughs> <laughs> I want Adam directly uh, under my land fortress. 
Oh man, I wouldn't even be salty. I can't, I, I don't get salty when I when I get beaten by the broker stuff. It's just like, why would you rile against God? You know, there's no point. It's just like, oh, he doesn't care. Who gives a shit? Or she? Um, or it? Doesn't matter. Anyway, my man, we're gonna sign off from this episode before it gets too far into the weeds. Thank you so much for joining us. Please come over to part two. We have like a venerable like forty questions submitted that we're gonna be trawling our way through, answering to the best of our abilities. And please come and get involved with all the amazing content that Art of War does. The War Room is your one-stop shop your holistic place to come and get better at the game in every way shape and form it is truly one of a kind resource in the in the community at the moment and if that interests you at all please join us there richard anything else you'd like to mention would love to see uh, all the new faces there we have a ton of members and a highly active community so if you're looking for that place that's all about positive focused on uh trying to you know have a lot of fun and meet new people check out the war room community thearwar40k.com slash learn more hope to see you there guys take care and good night Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.